Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We're recording another in a series of shows from the venue of ASI 2022 in Orlando, Florida. My guest sitting across from me is not a stranger in Indian country. She is a Native woman, actually a doctorate in public health by the name of Joni Bakavoy. It is so good to have you with us, Joni. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Joni, we are so glad that you're here. You have been on the show before. You've been doing a lot of great things in Indian country. You have deep roots uh, in Oklahoma. Right. Tell us a little bit about your role right now. So my main role with Native Ministries is actually as a health consultant. And so I do all kinds of health programs and work with different ministries under the guise of the Native Ministries. So we work with the Native Women's Ministries. Um, we help different churches. And then we also write articles. Tremendous. I know you're one of the uh, main contributors to the American Indian and Alaska Native Living magazine. I know you're very involved with that. And a lot of people throughout Indian country are excited about that. You've also been doing some really exciting work with diabetes in Oklahoma, especially. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there. So, well, it started with the program Diabetes Undone. And so it's an eight-week program. And you can do it either in a six-week or eight-week increments. And you do it like once a night for eight weeks. And it's an opportunity to really help people understand what causes diabetes, what's causing the, the issues, and then things that they can do to really help correct and actually reverse diabetes. And it's evidence-based. So let me see if I've got this straight. So it's once a week for six to eight weeks. Is correct. that correct? Correct. Okay. So you're going through this program and you have been inviting people from tribal nations, from communities, especially in Oklahoma, what kind of response have you had? So it's been very interesting. So I've done it in a church setting, and mm -hmm. I've also done it in several different community settings. So the response has been great. But what we found very quickly is you can hear what you need to do, and you can be passionate about what you need to do, and you can still not do it. Mm -hmm. And so as we um, have done these programs, we've actually developed what we call a 22-day health challenge. Wow. And the goal of that is to get people to truly eat more whole plant-based foods. Mm -hmm. um, our goal is to have them do all meals whole plant-based okay. for the 22 days. And uh -huh. there have been those of us who have done it. And I've had had folks who have gone through that, done that, and it's gotten them on their way. They've been able to decrease using their medication. And I've had probably four different folks who've gone off their medication completely. Tremendous. But they've completely changed their lifestyle. But it took the challenge to make that happen. Okay. So how does this challenge actually work? So, so the challenge is really the action part of what you learn during mm -hmm. the course. So the course teaches you the whys and then tells you what things that you should eat, what things you should do, because it's never just what you eat. It's also physical activity. Simple things like walking for 15 to 20 minutes after every meal. Um, things like um, low, not eating fat, <laughs> which is okay. 
probably one of the biggest challenges because mm-hmm. we all love our fat. And I know for my own life, um, that was one of my big challenges. So I've been a vegetarian my entire life. Wow. And I, it really took the challenge to get me to do whole plant-based food. Now, this is unusual. I mean, you were raised in a native home, right? That's true. And I don't run into a lot of indigenous people in this era uh-huh. who run a real low-fat diet. I mean, historically, if you look at Native Americans, I mean, what uh, I hear across tribal lines is, you know, unless you maybe go up to Alaska or something where there was a lot of fat in the right. fish and things, that, that fat really was not something that, let's put it this way, frying yes. was never done. And now we think fry bread is right. a native unity food. But um, <laughs> So this kind of whole change, but how hard is that? been for people and for you so it's not easy but i think once you make that commitment and you know it's only going to be for a set period of time Mm -hmm. you can do it and then once you've done it you're like wait i can do this Mm. and the goal is to have the predominance of their diet whole plant-based foods because there are some that it's really difficult for them to get off meats completely. Um, they learn what kind of meats are a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to get them off. And even, so, you know, it's interesting because being a vegetarian, I always thought I was pretty healthy. But being vegetarian alone doesn't make you healthy. I was a lacto-ovo-vegetarian. So I ate eggs, mm-hmm. dairy, a lot of things, cheeses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not necessarily healthy. And so even though I did have a lot of fruits and vegetables, still, you know, you would put cheese on broccoli, put cheese on cauliflower. And so basically, you know, cheese on a lot of things. And I realized cheese was one of the things that I needed to really start avoiding. Um, And processed foods, because even though vegetarian, sometimes you think, oh, well, it's a vegetarian processed food. It should be okay. Or vegan processed Mm -hmm. food. It's still processed. And so there's things that happen during the processing that make it so it's not really that great on your body. Anything that can cause inflammation, because that's really Mm -hmm. what it is, inflammation. And, you know, the fat is actually probably the bigger culprit than sugar. And so you learn that and understand what insulin resistance is and why it's caused and how you need to avoid that in your diet. And so for me, really completely taking that out of my diet was the thing that helped me to realize I could do a whole food plant-based diet. This is exciting. And uh, I had a chance to review the Diabetes Undone program some time ago Mm -hmm. and was really excited about the content. Wes Youngberg, I know, is the key presenter for that, and he's worked with indigenous people for years, and especially in the South Pacific there, doing a lot of work. So really great material. You've got, you know, a great delivery now in Oklahoma. Are other tribes, folks talking with you about doing something similar elsewhere besides right there in the Southwest? Oh, yes. Um, Actually, so one of the things, it's something that we have shared with the National Indian Health Boards. It's, they're still in discussions but I know that's something that is going to be a possibility for all tribes. Wow, wow. So, Joni, tell us about some people that you've met. Of course, not their names, but uh, we, you know, you mentioned people getting off their medications. Right. Are you seeing other things happening with families, communities, maybe even whole tribes? So not yet whole tribes, okay. but definitely um, parts of tribes. Mm-hmm. And it starts with one family, mm-hmm. and then it spreads because families you talk to each other. And I think where things change is when you see a change in someone else mm-hmm. or you hear about a change. Um, you see people losing weight because lo- losing weight is a really important thing. And a lot of natives are heavy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the weight loss is something that people can see. It's a visual thing. 
So the thing with weight loss, it's not just from eating the whole plant-based foods, but it's also with exercise. Mm -hmm. So it's both combined. And what we're finding is as they do the weight loss, people see that, you know, it's a visual thing and it also encourages them. And Mm -hmm. so then they're more excited about continuing their habits. This is just great. You've been uh, working with a variety of projects. So we talked about diabetes. Let's talk a little bit uh, about the magazine, American Indian and Alaska Native Living. So for those of you that are new to the broadcast, we not only have a radio show with this name, but we've also got a magazine. That magazine and this radio show, the archives, are all available at uh, the website aianl.org. That's for American Indian Alaska Native Living.org. But, Joni, tell us about the magazine um, and some of the, the things you've featured in that magazine. So the focus of the magazine is to really help people who read the magazine to improve their health. Mm -hmm. So it's all very health-focused, but it's not just the physical health. It's the body, mind, and spirit. So all of the articles look at those different things. Um, This last one, the topic was trust the power of your creator. Mm. And, um, you know, what's interesting is all indigenous tribes actually have a creator story. Hmm. which is very interesting. We actually have a person on our team who has done a lot of research into Native cultures and found that there is a, a creator story in, that's amazing. in all tribes, which is very interesting. So that's this uh, focus. And so it, that's one of the things it said. It says, you know, trust the power of your creator. And so it talks specifically on things that we can do and that we can help to better understand about our creator like using prayer, faith, forgiveness, healing love, you know, things that we hear in different religions, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. also knowing just even having a spirituality with not having to be an organized religion, um, just having that spirituality where you have a connection with a higher power, it makes a difference in your health. No, it's great that you pull this stuff together and you're speaking to people across tribal lines. I noticed there's a very interesting article, and some of our listeners will make a connection here. It's actually titled A 22-Day Lifestyle Challenge in this current issue, and I noticed the author is none other than Joni Bakavoy, doctorate in public health and registered nurse, uh, and you're sitting across from me. So, Joni, am I understanding correctly this article will give any reader or any of our listeners, if they jump onto the website and access the electronic version, guidelines on how to do this 22-day challenge? Yes, absolutely. So this also uses some, you know, just some of the the pearls we've learned about health behavior change over the years. And so it, it kind of walks you through in a kind of a story format, things that you can do to prepare yourself for the challenge, and then how to actually do the challenge, and then just some really good recommendations on how to be successful. Now, here's what I've learned, Joni. I've learned that a lot of our listeners, uh, some of them love to read, but others of them, they tell me they're not readers. Okay. And so I know if we cover it on the show today, that they're going to take that, and some of them will actually run with it. Okay. So are you willing to take the time and kind of walk people through how to do a 22-day challenge if they said, hey, we may not have access to the Diabetes Undone curriculum, but I want to do this? I am absolutely happy to do that. So I, I always start, I start by, you know how people pay hundreds and thousands of dollars to go to a spa? True. Well, this gives you the same benefits of going to a spa, but you're doing it yourself. Wow. So you know it's going to take a little little bit of work. Okay. And so part of it, we talk about the prep. 
And so the first thing that I talk about is to really kind of make a, an assessment of what you currently do. Mm. So take a day and then just kind of write down everything that you eat. Okay. Um, and if you don't want to write down everything you eat, just kind of give it an idea of like what percent of your diet that day was whole plant vegetables, you know, whole fruits okay. and plants. Uh-huh. And then what percent was maybe like meats. Mm-hmm. And then what percent was like high fat foods. Okay. Okay. So just kind of get an idea. And if you write it down, it's a little easier because sometimes we don't realize what we kind of eat just unconsciously. So the first step is just paying attention to what you're doing. Okay. So they're focused on their diet, whether they take a, a kind of a little diet history or whether they just reflect. Right. Then what do they do from there, Joni? So then what you do is you're, you're starting to prepare because um, you got to think, okay, now I'm going to do this. I need to set a start date. And we've said that usually it's easier if you start at the beginning of the month. Okay. So start on the first of the month. Mm-hmm. So like if you're going to do it for this coming month, you'll know, start on the first of September and then you end on the 22nd of September. Okay. And just don't worry about what happens after that. Just think of those 22 days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you start, so before you start, you need to start thinking what you want to actually eat. So you have to look at a couple sites. So one of the sites that I found really helpful is called Forks Over Knives. Oh, okay. And they have a lot of great information about menus and recipes, and it's mm. just a really good site to go to. And that's ForksOverKnives.com? Uh-huh, ForksOverKnives.com. Okay, and that's obviously drawing from a documentary, uh, health documentary that came out some years ago. Correct, correct. Okay, excellent. So I've got Forks Over Knives dot com jot it down uh-huh. and we'll try to make sure that uh, stations that air the show have access to that information perfect and so, they even have a primer oh really that you can take it correct okay so we've got the you know some dietary focus they're learning some recipes you're telling them from the beginning are you saying for this whole 22 days you want them to shoot for eating as many whole plant foods as possible? Is that the vision? That's my vision. Um, we actually, to make it a little bit easier so that anybody could do it, because we want people to be successful. And mm-hmm. again, it's 22 days, so you can do this challenge several times. Right, right. But if you are only able to do one meal a day for the 22 days, that's okay. That's you mean a one meal start. following these guidelines? Correct. One meal following guidelines. But it needs to be the complete meal. Okay. So you can't just have a few vegetables and then have an ice cream. Okay, okay, okay. we got it. Joni, we have got to step away just briefly. Okay. I'm talking with Dr. Joni Bakavoy. She's telling us how you, everybody tuning in today, can go on a 22-day health challenge. It's especially focused on diabetes, but it can help you lose weight, can help you revolutionize your health. We've got more coming up right after this. Don't go away. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community. 
and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. When Jim died, I wondered if I would be able to keep the farm. Then I heard about the USDA's loan program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It's for women and minorities who may be having trouble getting credit. Once I was approved, the USDA's Farm Service Agency helped me get the credit I needed. Now I don't have to sell, and I can pass the farm down to my kids the way Jim's dad passed it down to him. I know he'd like that. Contact your local USDA Service Center or visit www.fsa.usda.gov. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to today's edition of American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. I'm speaking with Dr. Joni Bakavoy. Joni and I are speaking about really some amazing things that they've been seeing in Oklahoma and that people are getting excited about throughout the country. We're speaking about a program called Diabetes Undone and a special health challenge, a 22-day lifestyle challenge that uh, Dr. Bakavoy and her team has developed there. We're learning how to do it ourselves. We're learning how to put this into practice. So for those who didn't catch the initial segment, Joni, we learned that at the beginning of this challenge before you even go on it you want to do some self-examination right correct look at your own diet we're trying to uh, help people eat more meals that just include what we call whole plant foods and a lot of folks when i say that if they haven't heard this terminology before they say oh you mean i'm just you know gnawing on an eggplant or you know (laughs) picking some you know kale out of the garden Uh, what do you mean by this whole plant foods can they cook stuff oh yeah you can cook it absolutely you can cook it but the goal is to get away from adding fats okay. and adding processed foods. Okay. And you're really looking to, to use fresh fruits and vegetables um, and legumes. Um, okay. So anything that is grown that is not processed, you can use. Okay. So they can eat the whole corn, yeah. but don't use the corn oil. Correct. Okay. Or they can eat the, uh, uh, the squash or the beans or right. whatever, but don't. Go for the potato chips or that idea. Okay, so we're we're all on the same page here. So eating more of these whole foods. And the idea, like you shared, is even if they can't go on the full program, you're at least trying to get them during these 22 days to have some whole meals. Correct. Where they don't have any of those refined foods. Correct. Okay, so 
We're up to speed now on what you've told us so far, right? Okay, yes. What other kind of principles are you giving them? So we would like them to do all meals, Mm -hmm. whole plant-based, but if they can only do one meal, then they can do just that one meal. Okay. But to really, um, so you have to think through what you're going to, how you're going to cook it and what you're going to do. And so that site that I gave you, Forks Over Knives, gives Uh you a lot of menus and also a lot of uh, recipes that they can use. And then also be creative. Um, Because if, and I always tell people, try to choose some of the fruits and vegetables that they really like and legumes. And so, you know, they want to use things that they like as opposed to, oh, I'm going to just, you know, this this is probably good because it has protein in it, but I don't really like it. So mm. maybe they don't like garbanzo beans. Okay. But they like pinto beans. Uh-huh. So you can do that. So basically what you're saying is, so they see a recipe and... Uh, they say, whoa, like your analogy, I don't like right. the garbanzo bean, but right. just say, just switch it out, put right. another bean in there. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Right. right. You know, this reminds me of, of one of my favorite stories. Some years ago, I was on the Pine Ridge Reservation working with a, a native woman there. She had asked us to come and help with some health presentations. And what she had done is just what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. She had, had looked at recipes, and I'm not sure where she got them from, but she said, you know what, these foods we can't get right here and uh, so she made sure that everything was available locally and she changed those recipes so just like you're saying whether it's a preference Uh whether it's a food availability whether it's a cost people can do that right right absolutely beautiful so what kind of other things are important so also try to keep it simple so Mm. one of the things that we did is we actually we actually did samples we made recipes and then shared it with our team and one that people really liked was chopped salad and so oh. people can make all kinds of chopped salad. Okay. You can do a variety. Um, and you can do different kinds of lettuces or kale or, you know, a spinach. Um, you can chop in onion, green onion, red onion, whatever kind of onion you like. Um, and then you add a protein. And it can be any kind. It can be from the beans. It can mm-hmm. be a legume. It can be something that um, maybe like a tofu. Hmm. And we showed them different ways to cook these things. And then you just mix it all together. So instead of using dressing, what we'd do is we'd chop tomato. And wow. so that makes it really juicy. Uh-huh. Put a little bit of seasoned salt, and it's delicious. Wow. Maybe a little bit of lemon. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we would try different things, and, and they would love that. So you've got people who are coming from the community. This eating style, for many of them, is strange. Is that fair Correct. to say? Yes. And a lot of them, I imagine, they're thinking, this is not going to taste very good. Yeah. What kind of responses do you get from people when they're trying the recipes? Well, you know, it's really interesting. So when I did this chopped salad, um, I did this for a fairly large group. We had 47 people. Wow. And so everybody came through and got, you know, one serving. And then I had probably like half the people came back and had a second serving. They liked it so much. And then one lady at the very end, that all that was left was just kind of the juices uh-huh. at the bottom. She put that into a bowl and drank it. Wow, <laughs> it was okay. so good. Well, wow. So they actually, everybody really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing, that, again, that we learned is you can customize any of these recipes to what you like. And you find that your taste buds actually change the mm-hmm. more that you eat this kind of food. That is such a powerful message. I was just speaking with a group and uh, telling them this very thing. So I was uh, invited to speak uh, out of my area, and I was just talking with a small group, and I said, you know, most people don't realize you can actually choose what you'll enjoy. 
And just like yep. you're saying, as we start eating in a different way, right. our body adjusts to that. We start to develop new enjoyments. And I was telling them, I said, well, if, if you catch this idea, why not just choose the healthiest way to eat, right? The uh -huh. healthiest lifestyle. And that's really the message you're giving them, isn't right. it? Right, right. Another thing we did is we asked people to create their own smoothie. And mm. so we brought a lot of different ingredients mm -hmm. and everybody created their own smoothie. And it was interesting because people tried other people's smoothies and they're like, oh, I like that better. And then uh -huh. they find out what was in it. And we did very simple stuff. So, yeah, one thing I had never done was actually put a whole lemon in my smoothie. Oh. But someone did that for their smoothie. And now every morning when I make my smoothie, I put a whole lemon. I just cut the ends off uh -huh. and I slice it. And I even leave the seeds in it and put it in my smoothie. I really? have a Vita mix, yeah. So what does that do? Does it make it really bitter? Or? No, it actually gives it a nice zing. I mean, I uh -huh. put other things in it too. So I put, I actually don't put almond milk or any kind of, I just put water as my okay. liquid. Okay, okay. And then I put, um, I put kale. Uh -huh. And sometimes if I have like a little bit of spinach, I put that in. Uh -huh. I put a handful of oatmeal because I feel like that makes like oat milk. Interesting. And then I put one tablespoon of chia, one tablespoon of flax, and I usually put one or two apples in, and uh -huh. then that's my smoothie. And does the chia and the flax kind of thicken it up, it does. too? It does. And then the same with the oatmeal. Interesting. Interesting. And it gives it a really good flavor. I like it. Oh, okay. And did you like it the first time you tried it? Um, so that recipe kind of evolved. And when you said the first time I tried it, I think I did like it, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Because it, it had a nice flavor. I mean, it's very green. Uh -huh. um, things that come out of you will be green. Okay, <laughs> but okay. it's very we, we green. Get the but what's interesting is it coats your intestine, and it's really good. I mean, it's mm. just such a healthy thing to start the day with. And usually when I do a smoothie, that's all I have for breakfast, and it more than meets my caloric needs. So we've been talking about how you and some of your colleagues uh, have developed this 22-day lifestyle challenge. The context was running Wes Youngberg's Diabetes Undone Correct. program. Was the smoothies part of his program, or is that kind of something that you've added? That's something that we added, mm -hmm. um, to be truthful. So we took a lot of um, what they shared, and then we just said, how can we make some menus that mm -hmm. would be easy to do and that would meet our caloric needs and mm -hmm. meet um, the nutritional needs, and that would be easy. Well, it's an advantage when you've got that doctorate in public health. You've worked with people you know, doing all kinds of health programs and things over the years. I'm really glad for what you're bringing to Indian country and what you're sharing with our listeners. For someone who wants to do this 22-day program, have we given them everything they need? Like what we talked about today, they're ready to roll, or is there some other details? Well, I do think they need to go to that site and really look at the things that they can eat and things that they should be cautious about eating and things they should avoid. Um, I think it really lays it out. I can go over that, but I think it's a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think it's best if they go to the site. Um, okay, so so I'm going to give you some examples of things that are that we really want to focus on eating. So green leafy vegetables are really good, and mm -hmm. so those are things like spinach and kale. Um, you know, the non-starchy vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, and cucumbers. And I eat a lot of broccoli and cauliflower. Mm -hmm. I just okay. I just like it. And uh -huh. broccoli has a lot of protein. Um, cauliflower, not as much. Um, things like starchy vegetables. And so that's like potatoes, you know, butternut squash, corn. And a lot of times as a diabetic, you're usually told to avoid those. But if you're going whole plant-based, you can definitely have this in moderation. Mm -hmm. um, also, things like legumes. So beans, peas, lentils. There are so many to choose from. 
even like Walmart has a large variety of legumes and beans. And if you don't have time to cook from when they're, you know, to cook them from scratch, you can get a can of beans, but just make sure that if you do a can, that it has very few ingredients. So maybe just uh, either no salt or a little bit of added salt, but no other mm. ingredients added. And then I always rinse them um, before mm-hmm. I use them. I think it's better and cheaper if you cook them um, right, from right. scratch. And then you can flavor them however you want. Mm. So that's good. Um, then you want things that are unrefined, unrefined grains like brown rice. Um, and so it's all the things that are brown. So brown wheat. Okay. So those kind of things and fresh fruits. Nuts. Joni, you've been giving us some great material. We're going to come back. Uh, we'll talk one more time about some of the websites that people may want to access. We do have to step away right now. You're listening to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. We're broadcasting live from ASI 2022. Actually, it's you're hearing us uh, recording this from the venue of ASI 2022 in Orlando, Florida. It is pre-recorded being recorded in August. We will be back with more on today's edition right after this. American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart, and you can't measure it on your bathroom scale. Sorting out a mental health concern is not something to attempt on your own. You won't find a bipolar disorder by looking at a thermometer. Like many other health conditions, help for mental illness takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a stick-on bandage. So the sooner you seek treatment, the better. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, don't go it alone. Find out what to do. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Learn more at samhsa.gov support. That's S-A-M-H-S-A dot gov slash support. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov slash meth. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. 
Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. You're back with the second half of today's show that we're recording from this very vibrant and busy venue, a convention hall in Orlando, Florida, where the ASI International Meeting is taking place in August of 2022. Dr. Joni Bakavoy, who has her doctorate in public health, she's also a registered nurse, is sitting across from me. She's been talking about a 22-day health challenge. Joni, before we stepped away, I mentioned that we'd give out these websites again because we've been talking about two websites. One is for American Indian and Alaska Native Living, but then you've also been speaking about this Forks Over Knives uh, uh, guideline. So give us those websites again. Okay, so the the American Indian Alaska Native is A-I-A-N-L dot org. Okay, so A-I for American Indian. Uh-huh. A-N for Alaska Native, Correct. L for living, A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. Correct. And if they go there, they can look for the magazine. Absolutely, the latest issue. So um, that's Volume 12, Issue 1. Correct. So Volume 12, Issue 1, if they're listening to this sometime in the future, archived. And if they go there, they'll find this story. Correct. Uh, you wrote it, a 22-day lifestyle challenge, so they can get more details there. And then you mentioned this Forks Over Knives Website. Tell us a little bit more about why we're going there, why someone would want to go there. Well, that is such a great resource, and they have so much free information. Mm-hmm. The goal of that site is really to share and to really help people improve their health in a free way. They do have things that you can purchase, mm-hmm. but there's so much stuff on that site that's free, and it really helps you with menu planning, helping you understand what it means to eat whole plant-based foods, help you know what foods to eat, how to prepare them, how to do a menu so that you get the right nutrients that you need. Great, great. So you've been giving us key things that we should be emphasizing. Correct. Are there some things that people should be avoiding? Unfortunately, yeah. This is the part that is always kind of hits home for everybody. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so this is the second part, which is things you should only eat in a small amount. Mm-hmm. And these are things that are high-fat, processed, and it can be plant or animal oh, okay. um, foods. So, you know, there there are a lot of vegan foods that are highly processed, and they aren't necessarily really healthy for you. Mm. They're good to help you transition mm-hmm. into a whole plant-based diet, but probably not to continue eating in a, in a large way. Okay, Maybe so just, these would be like what? So like veggie foods. Um, so uh. they have meats that aren't really meats. Uh-huh heard of the the better than beef burgers okay so if you look at how much fat they have in them so uh, they don't have the animal fat but right. they still do have fat right in them. very similar isn't it it yeah. is yeah. it is and they have a high salt mm-hmm. and so it's just it helps you in the transition but it's probably not something to eat a lot of long term okay so i've been eating historically a lot more of the whole plant foods and we tried some of those things, and we just couldn't handle them. They were too fatty. I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. And sometimes it just feels like this heavy thing in yeah, your stomach. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay, so we've, we've got that. For those of you that, that, that haven't been eating this way that we're talking about, more of these whole plant foods, 
those things may taste good to you. They may, like Joni's saying, help you transition, but that's right. not the, the goal in this type of program, Correct. right? Correct. So what else should we be watching our consumption of? And, you know, it's interesting, too, because even forks over knives, we understand that not everybody's going to be able to get off meat. Mm-hmm. So there are some meats that are better than okay. others. Okay. So these are things, but still eat in small amounts. So white meat, lean, organic poultry, and fish. Okay. So those are things, um, you know, eat. Uh, small amounts if you can't avoid them at all um, but again just be conscious that those aren't things that you should eat a lot of so from an indigenous uh, people's perspective where does the wild game fit in so and i would say it would fit in this category okay um, so again and i know there are folks that that's going to be something that they are going to continue eating mm-hmm. but just try to make the predominance you know eat a large larger amount of your whole plant based foods with that mm-hmm. so that you fill up on that and don't have to have that as your main part of your meal okay which is different i know than what we normally right, do right 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 so okay so any other pointers on the dietary end um, so again, things, other things in moderation, which is interesting, low fat, um, dairy, mm. eggs, okay. nuts and seeds. So nuts and seeds can be very high in fat. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is, cause I know some folks, they can make a lot of veggie, veggie meat using nuts, which are really good, mm-hmm. but use other vegetables with it, um, or use oatmeal with it, use something. So it's not just, um, nuts because again they are fairly high in fat content even though it's better kind of fat for us fair enough yeah so what's the problem with the uh, non-fat milk or the skim milk so it's still dairy okay it's still dairy and so dairy itself is not real healthy Mm -hmm. and so this is in the category the don't you know just eat a small amount of it okay the don't eat at all would be full fat dairy okay i got it yeah so anything else that we've got to be avoiding um, a few other things, unfortunately. So even like um, coconut meat is something mm. to be uh, careful of because it, it's high in fat. Okay. Um, not the bad fat. It's the better fat, but still something. And then soy products. Mm. So, um, again, just you can have, there's processed ones. So there's like tofu. So it's better, but not, um, you know, if you had um, soybeans, they would be better. Okay, so the idea, we're talking about whole food. Correct. So the, the tofu is a processed soybean, Correct. so Correct. we're wanting to minimize that. Correct. Whereas the whole soybean would be a great choice. Correct. I got it. Okay, so it's not the soy per se, it's no. just the soy products. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then it just talks about um, a couple other things. Um, so even dried fruits mm. can be high in sugars. Okay. So if you eat a whole fruit, it's better than a dry fruit. Okay. So, and then things to avoid mm-hmm. are th- anything processed. So the heavily processed. So I was talking to uh, one of my friends who work, does a lot of work in native country, and her group eats. They like spam or oh any my. kind of okay. yeah, any kind of canned meat. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's very high in salts and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's you know definitely an avoid. And then any high-fat meats, um, eggs, full dairy products, processed or refined foods, sugars, and then processed baked goods. And so that's always a hard one to avoid. Fry bread. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so, you know, some folks are saying, forget it. I don't want the 22-day challenge. But it is just a 22-day challenge. Correct. 
Have you lost any patience? Has anyone died because it's nope. been such an extreme nope. change? Nope. Not at all. Okay. And you can always stop it if you have to. Although I really encourage you to keep trying it because it will make you feel better and it will definitely help spur your your journey towards a better health. This is so great, Joni. I know we've been talking a lot about diet, but this 22-day challenge, it's a lifestyle challenge, not just a diet challenge. Right. What other elements of lifestyle do you focus on? So exercise is really important. Exercise always needs to go hand-in-hand with better uh, food choices. Mm -hmm. And usually how we start, it was we say, at the very least, start walking 10 to 15 minutes after every meal. Okay. And so when we do these uh, diabetes undone workshops, I that's when uh, during the second, I think it's the second presentation, they start doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how that, along with starting to um, make better food choices, makes such a difference. Because it helps normalize your blood sugars. Mm -hmm. And it also starts getting your muscles using the energy from what you're eating. Okay. So what kind of results do you see in the diabetes realm? I mean, people are always talking about hemoglobin A1C, that so-called three-month average blood sugar reading. Is that something you've tracked in some people who've gone through the program? So that I have have word of mouth of people who have gone through this and Mm -hmm. gone completely whole Mm plant-based. Their hemoglobin A1C has gone way down, like somewhere up 9, 10, 11 um, have gone down below six, wow. five, yeah. So they've been so um, huge done drops. Really well. in, in just six to eight weeks. Um, so that's usually some have, wow. but now hemoglobin AC that actually covers over a couple months. Yeah, t- typically. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there is a lag time on mm-hmm. that. So it usually takes a while. Yeah. Um, but they have definitely seen changes. I mean, like I said, they have actually been able to get off um, their medication, metformin. Uh huh. This is great. So anything else, if I want to go on this 22-day lifestyle challenge, maybe I don't have diabetes, maybe you've got pre-diabetes, would this be a good program for someone like that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting? Because pre-diabetes, your risk of heart disease and your risk of all, all the risks that go along with diabetes are actually just as bad as if you had diabetes. You know, it, it's crazy, these connections. You know, a lot of people that I've dealt with, they'll have neuropathy, you know, damage to their nerves diabetic neuropathy, but they don't have diabetes yet. They have pre-diabetes. So like you mentioned, these, although the magnitude, right, of risk may be greater with the diabetes, right? Correct. But still, like you mentioned, the same risk, you know, increased heart disease risk, increased stroke risk, uh, getting neuropathy. So great points. 22-day lifestyle challenge. Go to the website if you're getting excited, aianl.org. Read Joni's article. It's called The 22-Day Lifestyle Challenge. You've got some other great material in this uh, this very issue we're talking about. This is uh, Volume 12, Issue 1. It's the current issue that uh, is out as of August 2022, uh, August 2022. And um, you've got another article that has to do with relationships and health. And is that something that you touch on during this lifestyle program as well, connecting with others? Absolutely. Because, you know, I think it's really hard to make changes when you're just trying to do it on your own. So one of the things we suggest is that you find a cheerleader. Mm. It could even just be a family member or it could just be a friend. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a health person. Somebody that can, you know, just cheer you on and be that support for you. It's nice if they do it too. (laughs) Right. I mean, we've seen this over the years too, Joni. 
where if we get people, so let's let's put it this way. A lot of my listeners know that I have a 30-day online lifestyle program, a free program. People can sign up for it, and uh, the website is called TimelessHealingInsights.org. Someone can go on there. They can sign up for it. They go through this 30-day program. So kind of similar you know, ideas that we've been talking about. But here's the thing. Although we've had people have great results, I always say the same thing because what we've found is if you just do something on your own, it's so much easier to quit. Yeah. You're not dialoguing with anyone. No one's supporting you. So on day five of that 30-day program, we're telling people, connect with other people. That's one of the challenges. So Mm -hmm. I so appreciate what you're saying because this is a whole lifestyle approach. It is diet. It's it's exercise. It's connecting with other people. Anything else on that radar screen for someone going on the 22-day uh, lifestyle program. Do you talk about rest and sleep at all? Oh, absolutely. So all, yeah, this, all, you know, we, we talk about rest is a really important one. In fact, it's interesting because there's a whole lecture on that in our mm. diabetes undone and rest alone has so many implications. It's interesting. So if you're not getting like six to eight hours of sleep, you actually may be really causing yourself to have um, adverse health outcomes it's amazing and it makes it so it's hard to lose weight which is really interesting a lot of people find that interesting Mm -hmm. so if you're heavy uh, get enough rest and it will help you lose weight great stuff breathing deep that's why you know you it helps you because um you get rid of your you know co2 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and o2 you're getting rid of it's basically either water coming out urine or you're breathing it out so you need to do that to help lose weight Joni, we're going to step away, but we're going to come back with more stories that heal from Dr. Joni Bakavoy. Don't go away. I'm Dr. DeRose. We will be back right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What is a number story? My number story started with fear and a lack of support, and it has led me to be there for others. A number story begins in our childhood with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. My number story begins with the separation from my father and the emotional abandonment from my mother and leads to me being a role model to not only myself, but those around me by becoming the person that wasn't there for me. ACEs are so common, two-thirds of us have one. 
My number story begins with drug abuse and homelessness and leads to realizing that I can live life by my own standards. A study found the more ACEs, the more likely we may experience a host of serious health effects, physical and mental, but that doesn't need to be the case. Your ACE number is simply an entry point to your own story. Where it leads is up to you. My number story begins with years of emotional abuse and leads to peace, clarity, and security in my self-worth. Take control of where your number story leads at numberstory.org. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to our final segment of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Dr. David DeRose, your host, we are in a busy venue, a much busier venue than we often are in my own uh, studio. We are actually here at a live venue in Orlando, Florida. We are at what is called the ASI, International Conference. It is August of 2022 when we're recording. And Dr. Joni Bakavoy is so gracious to pull away. She's actually got a booth here talking about a lot of the interesting things she's doing in Indian country. And we are now talking especially about some of the things that she's been writing about, some of the things that she's been doing. And one of those things that I was really excited to see is another article in that same issue that uh, I mentioned in the last segment, but we really didn't explore. It's called Stories That Heal by Dr. Joni Bakavoy in the current issue of American Indian and Alaska Native Living magazine. You can get the magazine free as a digital edition at AIANL.org. That's the same place where you can get archives of this radio show. We're part of the same family, uh, the magazine and the radio broadcast. It's Volume 12, Issue 1, if you're trying to track it down. Joni, tell us about this, Stories That Heal. Why would a health professional be talking about stories? So it's really interesting. Um, stories are important. <laughs> and I learned this. I, I've kind of known this through the years, but I learned this by going to a really neat organization called the South Central Foundation, the NUCA um, mm. organization in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And so I went there with a team. We went there as part of a conference to really understand what this organization did. So you went to this NUCA Foundation Correct. conference in Alaska. Correct. And what all did you learn there? So it was interesting. We didn't know what we were going to learn. We didn't know how, you know, kind of how things were structured. But we found out very quickly that they had developed this really neat learning system where they developed, they called learning circles. Mm -hmm. And so there were five to seven people in each of the learning circles, and you had like a facilitator with that learning circle. Okay. And so they were teaching us concepts, but as we were um, hearing, we were talking in these little groups and sharing stories mm. and so like to begin with they asked they asked these kind of questions they said um, share a story like a time I learned something important that helped me grow a time I made an important choice that made a shift in my life a time I contributed to the growth and learning of another an experience that helped shape part of who I am and why I relate to others the way I do or any story and so that was kind of one of the icebreakers to start. But that's big stuff. Mm -hmm. So basically, you're talking together. Correct. You're sharing personal stories, things Correct. that impacted you. Correct. And what happens when you hear other people in that circle telling their stories? What happened to you, Joni? 
Well, it touched me. It really mm. actually changed me because I thought I was just going to go there and kind of like observe. I mm-hmm. didn't expect to like be telling my story and starting to connect with the other. So my group was all women mm-hmm. with connecting with the other women in the group. And, and a lot of us had similar types of stories. You know, parts of our stories were similar. Mm-hmm. And so we could relate to the different things. And so as they talked about concepts, they talked about different kinds of concepts because they were talking about building trust mm-hmm. um, with people that we work with. And so we, um, as we started sharing stories, we were trusting each other to listen to our stories and to be respectful and to mm. understand. And there's something really powerful about being heard. So before you tell these stories, did they give you some coaching? Like, did they say, you know, want to be non-judgmental? You, oh, yeah. you see what I'm saying? All of that. All of that. Okay. Yeah, non-judgmental. What, what you hear stays there. You know, so mm-hmm. everything was confidential. Um, be respectful, um, let other people talk. So don't jump in to, you know, try to fix something, mm-hmm. um, to really listen. And so they gave us, um, different things that we need to really focus on. Wow. So stories that heal. So you're hearing other people's stories. They're impacting you. You're bonding with people you're trusting. Is the healing, is it coming from the person sharing? Is it coming from the person that's hearing? How does that whole dynamic work? So I guess it comes from both, honestly, Um, Mm -hmm. because as you hear somebody else going through tough times or going through a challenge and seeing how they've dealt with something, Mm -hmm. I think it helps you to kind of look at your own life and maybe share something. Or even if you didn't share it, it makes you understand that you feel like, hey, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. So we're on this journey together. And these stories that heal, are you incorporating that as you do some of your other interventions with its diabetes undone or the 22 day lifestyle challenge we absolutely are because um, what we found and so sometimes there's you know you have a large group mm-hmm. but we found that actually breaking off into smaller groups and having the folks in the smaller group start to build kind of a relationship over a period of time mm. was really powerful you still need to have someone there who's kind of a facilitator who maybe has gone through a little more growth than those mm-hmm. who are part of that little group mm-hmm but Great. you can use this for almost any, I would say almost anything you could use this. Now, a lot of times in Indian country, we hear about so-called talking circles. Mm-hmm. Is this the same idea Very or is it different? Similar. Very similar. Very similar. And if you look at kind of indigenous roots, maybe think about your own native upbringing. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, was this part of your kind of cultural heritage? I know a lot of folks in Indian country, they say, well, yeah, I'm native or, but, you know, I wasn't really in touch with my culture growing up. How, how was it for you, Dr. Bakavoy? I wasn't really in touch with my culture growing <laughs> okay, up. Okay, okay. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's what I hear from a lot of folks. Yeah. yeah. And I grew up, actually, I was kind of displaced. I grew up in Africa. My parents were missionaries. So I grew up in a very different environment. Okay. And I, I think um, I had a great family, but uh-huh. there were certain things you don't talk about. <laughs> so I think I learned very young that there are certain things you don't talk about, and mm. you just kind of push things away, mm-hmm. push things under. And you're learning now that that may not have always been the best strategy. Correct. Let's come back to uh, to something that I think is really at the heart of a lot of what we've been talking about today. So you've been sharing a story. Mm-hmm. Part of that story is your own journey as a health educator, mm-hmm. as a health professional, how you're helping people. Mm-hmm. Talk to the health professionals who may be tuning in. We have a lot of people who listen. They may be a, on a tribal health committee. They may have a uh, maybe a tribal elder. They may be a health professional, but they're they're concerned about their community. 
What kind of messages would you like to give them when it comes to doing health programming for their communities? So I say first, I think, you know, you it should never be us and them. It should be mm. we. It's us together. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's, and it's really important for you to be on your own health journey. You can't teach something you're not living. It's so much more powerful when you have a story that really shows that you're in touch with your own health and well-being. I love that point. It, I may have shared this story on air. I don't know, but... Some years ago, I think you know, probably six years ago now, I was the co-author of a book called 30 Days to Natural Blood Pressure Control. And we came out with that book, and there was a health professional. We'll just call him George, Mm -hmm. say a physician. And um, he was so excited about this, he got like 60 books. He said, I'm going to give these out to my patients. About six or eight months later, I heard from George, and George says, uh, uh, you know, uh, you remember me? And I bought all those books. I said, oh, yeah. I said, how's it going? And he says, "Uh, I haven't given out any of the books. And I go, well, well, why not? And he says, well, my blood pressure's high. <laughs> and, uh, and so I started talking with him. I realized he wasn't doing a lot of the things that we talked about in the book. But rather than telling him, you know, hey, get the book out, read it yourself, I said, what you need to do, just what you, you're saying basically, okay. mm-hmm. is I said, you need to go through this with some other people. Give the books out. Have a program in your office. Invite people back. Because like you're sharing, when we go on this journey with other people, we don't have to, a, a lot of people think, well, you've got to be an expert. I have to have arrived. I, I, you know, I'm overweight. I can't help my community, you know, with diabetes because I'm overweight and I have diabetes. What I hear you saying, Joni, is just what I told this guy. Don't wait until your life is all fixed. I mean, go on the journey with other people because this is powerful, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, even in my own life, I see that because I'm still working on my weight. And I've lost 28 pounds since I've been coming home plant-based. That is exciting. So I got more to lose, but it's exciting because I feel I can do it now. And then I have this story to share. And I have people who I'm accountable to. That is wonderful. And, and I, I so love this because, like I'm telling you, so many people disqualify themselves. And what you're saying is, no, I'm on this journey together. And I actually think it, it builds credibility. Is that what you found? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, in my church, um, the first thing that we did, we decided we're going to do this diabetes and done together. Uh-huh. And we want to have a testimony that we can share with other people. So that's why we're going to do it. Wonderful. Now, it didn't take it, you know, going through the program didn't do it. It was really doing the challenge that okay, did it. Okay, okay. So, but, you know, we learned. And this we is learned great. together. Joni, we are just about out of time. You gave two great websites. I know some folks have probably just jumped on. Tell folks how they can get information, first of all, about the 22-Day Lifestyle Challenge. Okay, so the 22-Day Lifestyle Challenge is actually in our magazine called American Indian Alaska Native Living, and that's at AIANL.org. Perfect. Um, and so that's you can find all the resources as well as the, the radio station and all those um, archived information. Um, and then the other one is called Forks Over Knives, and the word is just actually just F-O-R-K-S over in K-N-I-V-E-S dot O-R-G. Okay, so go to the Forks Over Knives website. It's really easy to find. It's just Forks Over Knives, F-O-R-K-S-O-V-E-R-K-N-I-V-E-S dot O-R-G. Lots of great menus, lots of great recipes, and all kinds of great information if you want to become whole plant-based. Tremendous. And if the dot O-R-G doesn't work, go to dot com. Dr. David DeRose, I've been your host today, as always, for American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Dr. Joni Bakavoy, my guest, thank you so much, Joni. It is time to go. As always, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One.
the Native American Radio Network.